0: Welcome to Zikhu Avsim, my name is Abraham Goldar, and today we're discussing Baba Kama. Daf Mem Hay, the fourth parak, Shor Shinagach. The fourth parak has been generously sponsored by Zeir Chonishmas, Rosh Al Hasham, May our Haven have So the three we're going to focus on them. When a teaches that if his shomer was guarding an ox when it killed someone, he can return it before it's sentenced to avoid paying for it since it's currently a valuable ox. If he returned it after it was condemned, the Tanakh Kama says it's not considered returned because it's now worthless, but Rabbi Yaakov says it is considered returned. After Rabbi rejects an initial explanation, he says they argue about if Basin can rule on the case of an ox not in its presence. If it can only be condemned when it's present, the owner can claim that the shomer caused the ox to become forbidden by placing it under Basin's control. They argue about the principle of khemises abang, khemises The Tanaka holds that just as a person must be present to be condemned to death, an ox does as well. Rabbi Akav argues that only a person who can make a claim in his defense must be present as opposed to an ox. But a Sela elaborates on the Mishnah on Daf Mem Dot Amav Arba Niknasu Four people take the owner's place to be liable for an animal's damages, and they are shomer chinam, a shoel, a nosi Sakhar, and a socher, an unpaid shomer, a borrower, a paid shomer, and a renter. If the ox killed, then a tum would be killed and no kofar is paid. If it's a muad nahragi umishal is a the ox is killed and the shomer pays kofar, but and must return the ox's value to its owner except for an unpaid Shomer, who's exempt. The Gmar explains that he guard the ox with a Shmir b'chusa, an inferior guarding, so a Shomer who's only liable for negligence, is exempt. Still, kofr must be paid because of Bresa follows the opinion of Rabbi that a Muad's owner is always liable regardless of how well he guarded it, or possibly the opinion of Rabbi Meir, that a superior guarding is required for a Muad. And pointing with the next Mishnah states, Kashu If the owner tied his ox with a rein, of karui," or locked the gate before it, such that it can withstand a normal wind, yet it went out in damage, holds, Echod tam whether it's a tam or mud, he's liable, because these lesser forms of guarding do not exempt the owner from paying damages of either. Although we agrees with the Tama's libel for such guarding, he is exempt from Amood because the Torah says about Amud and its owner did not guard it, but and this one was guarded at least somewhat. Briyazar says Anmir al-Asakin, Amud has no sufficient guarding except the knife of Shrita and is liable for damages even when he guarded it in a superior way. After the one explains what Mirz and Rabbi sources, it presents a fourth opinion. Rabbi Yezmin Yaakov says, Both the Tum or Amud, which is owner guarded with an inferior guarding and a damage, he is Pater. So once again, the three points are number one. Of Bryce, it teaches that if a Shomer was guarding an ox, when it killed someone, he can return it before it's sentenced to avoid paying for it since it's currently a valuable ox. If he returned it after it was condemned, the Tanakh Kama says, a muxar. It's not considered returned because it's now worthless. But Rabbi Yaakov says it is considered returned. After Rubber rejects an initial explanation, he says they argue about if Basin can rule on the case of an ox, not in its presence. If it can only be condemned when it's present, the owner can claim that the Shomer caused the ox to become forbidden by placing it under Basin's control. They argue about the principle of The Tanaka holds that just as a person must be present to be condemned to death, an ox does as well. Rabbi Yaakov argues that only a person who can make a claim in his defense must be present, as opposed to an ox. Point Pointing me, to a Bryce elaborates on the Mishnah Daf Memdalat Amabayz. Arba Niknasu Tachazabah. Four people take the owner's place to be liable for an animal's damages. And they are shomer Chinam, a shoel, a nosi and a socher. An unpaid shomer, a borrower, a paid shomer, and a renter. If the ox killed, then a tum would be killed and no kofr is paid. If it's a muad nharagim u'meshalmin is a kofr, the ox is killed and the shomer pays kofr, but and must return the ox's value to its owner except for an unpaid Shomer, who's exempt. The Gemara explains that he guard the ox with a Shmir B'chusa, an inferior guarding, so a Shomer who is only liable for negligence, is exempt. Still, Kofar must be paid because the Brisa follows the opinion of Rabbi that a Mu'ad's owner is always liable regardless of how well he guarded it or possibly the opinion of Rabbi Meir that a superior guarding is required for a Mu'ad. And with you, in the next Mishnah states Kashub if the owner tied his ox with a rein, the of Karui, or locked the gate before it, such that it can withstand a normal wind, yet it went out in damage, holds, ekotam, ekotam, Whether it's a Tum or Mud, he's liable because these lesser forms of guarding do not exempt the owner from paying damages of either. Although Rebid agrees with the Tama's libel for such guarding, he is exempt from mu'ad because the Torah says about Amur, and its owner did not guard it, and this one was guarded, at least somewhat. Baleezer says, mu'ad has no sufficient guarding except the knife of Shrita, and is liable for damages even when he guarded it in a superior way. After the explains what sources, it presents a fourth opinion. Ribali Reyes Yaakov says, Both a tum or a mud, which is owner-guarded with an inferior guarding, and a damage, he is patr. All right, so now we go to Simadav mem and big news here in Zichur Land. The simon of Monopoly is being retired. We are no longer using Monopoly as a simon for mem there are a couple of reasons for that. One, it was a very loose connection, meme ma monopoly, and secondly, it was very difficult to work with to build the simon around. So monopoly is no longer the simon. The Simmon is Manishtana, manishana, which is a Leil Seder scene. So manishana is the new simon here in Mesech's Baba, come at the start of Seder Nazikin. So here goes. When the little boy this Seder who asked why is it different for a Shomer to return an ox after it was condemned was interrupted by his brother who went ahead and read about the four Shomerim who are Niknesu, takazabalim. their father stood up holding a knife and said he would guard proper behavior at the table just like he would guard Amuad. Once again, some motion. When the little boy of the Seder asked, why is it different? Why is it different? Manish Tana That must be run duff. Mem hey. When the little boy at the Seder asked, why is it different for a Shomer to return an ox after it was condemned? Which reminds us, a Brayside teaches that if a Shomer was guarding an ox when it killed someone, he can return it before its sentenced to avoid paying for it since it's currently a valuable ox. If he returned after it was condemned, the Tanakhama says, in a mohsak, it's not considered return because it's now worthless. But Rabbi Yaakov says it's considered return. Rava says they argue about Gom Dinah will be if basing can rule on the case of an ox, not in its presence. So a little boy at the state who asked, why is it different for a shomer to turn an ox after it was condemned, was interrupted by his brother, who went ahead and read about the four shomerim, who are Niknasu Takaza Bahalim, which reminds the Bryce who elaborates on the Mishnah on Daf Mem Dal on a base. Four people take the owner's place to be liable for an animal's damages, and they are the Shomer a shoel, a Nose and a Socher, an unpaid Shomer, a borrower, a paid Shomer, and a renter. If the ox killed, then a Tum would be killed and no Kofar is paid. If it's a Mu'ad, then a Ragim is a Kofar. The ox is killed and the Shomer pays Kofar, and must return the ox's value to its owner except for a Shomer khinam who was puttered. So when the little boy the Seder asked, why is it different for Shomer to return an ox after it was condemned, was interrupted by his brother who went ahead and read about the four Shomerim, who are Niknasu Tachas Abalim, their father stood up holding a knife and said he would guard proper behavior at the table just like he would guard a Muud, Which reminds us, the more brings him a look about the level of Shmira required for Tam and Mu'ad. But Le'ezer says, English Shmira al-Sakin. Amuad has no sufficient guarding except the knife of shechita, and is liable for damages even when he guarded it in a superior way. So once again, when the little boy of the seder who asked why is it different for a shomer to turn an ox after it was condemned, was interrupted by his brother, who went ahead and read about the four shomerim who are Niknus tachiz Their father stood up, holding a knife, and said he would guard proper behavior at the table, just like he would guard Amuad. All right, so now it's time for four blabach Hazar. Duff Mem Of so the same Duff Mem Oluf is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma, that must mean one Duff Mem Oluf, ma. The grandma, who was saddened when she was informed that her killer, short Tom, became a mood after the three people had injured all died. After the third goring, which reminds us, the more discusses how an ox can become a muud to kill people before being stoned. Since the tom is killed, how can it become a muud to kill people? Seven answers are offered and four remain, one being, Adam, where it mortally injured three people who died after the third goring, rendering the ox a muud then and obligating its owner in Kofor. So the grandma who was saddened when she was informed that a killer short tam became a muud after the three people had injured all died, after the third goring, and that she could no longer eat it, and it was now completely asr which reminds us of Rice to discuss the laws of a ha niskal, a condemned ox. Since it's stoned to death, it's obvious that it cannot be eaten, so why does the Torah need to write lo ya psaro, its flesh shall not be eaten? It teaches Shimshat shchat l'achur if he shakted it after its sentence was finalized, but before it was stoned, asr is forbidden in consumption. We learn from b'ha naki that the shor is also aser. Bahana. So the grandma who was saddened when she was informed that her killer short tum became Amu'ud after the three people had injured all died, after the third goring and that she could no longer eat it, and it was now completely Asr bahana got some good news that she didn't have to pay ko kofr when another short of hers intended to kill an animal, and inadvertently, Killed a Jew, which reminds us, in a brice it was taught, the pasig says, Ubal shornaki, And the ox's owner is absolved from payment, which Rebelezer explains, "Naki mechazi kofer. The owner of a tum is absolved from paying half-kofer. Rebelezer gave different explanations of the case, one being where the ox intended to kill an animal or Gentile, and it inadvertently killed a Jew, for which it's not killed, but would pay-kofer. So the sim of mem Membeis is a mobster, so here goes. When the ox running away from the mobsters, mobsters, that must be more in daf. Mambes. When the ox running away from the mobsters who were trying to steal it, charged into a pregnant woman killing her, and the Fiedis, which reminds us of Yoseiguli Darshan's Balashor Naki to teach Naki Midmevrados he he's absolved from paying for offspring loss when his ox attacked a pregnant woman. So, when the ox running away from the mobsters who were trying to steal it, charged into a pregnant woman killing her, and the fetus, and into a slave, which reminds us, in another bribes where we keep a Darshan's Baal naki to teach Naki midme evit he's absolved from payment of 30 shkallim for his is killing a slave. So when the ox running away from the mobsters who were trying to steal it, charged into a pregnant woman killing her and the fetus, and into a slave, the owner was put on the fetus and the slave, and paid kofu for the woman to her yorshim. Not her husband, which reminds us. In a it was taught, the pasuk says, "The ish o isha," and it killed a man or woman, indicating a comparison between the two. Rebbe explains that since we already know from elsewhere that kofr is paid for killing a woman, the pasuk is teaching, "Ma ish Yorshab, just as regarding a man, his damage payments are given to his heirs if he dies before they're paid. "Av ish nizakeil yorshav." So too, regarding a woman, her damage payments are given to her heirs, not her husband. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simur Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine. So here goes the ball who bought a subscription to Nezikin magazine. Magazine that must be more Daf Mem Gimel. The ball who bought a subscription to Nezikin magazine with some of the Mevradus he received, which reminds us, Rabba explains the Torah ziksa de Mevradus Rabal. The Torah awarded the value of the offspring to the husband, meaning meaning the one from whom the woman conceived. Afil even if he had relations with her out of wedlock and was not her husband. This is because the Torah used the term Baal Isha, the husband of the woman, the word Baal implying relations. So the Baal who bought a subscription to Nazikin magazine with some of the Demevrados he received, finished reading that a shore that kills a slave of Ben Korn without Kavana gets to live. And his owner is Pata from paying Shoshim Shkolim and Kofer, which reminds us Rishwakish said, Shor Shahemi says that Kavana, if an ox killed a slave, unintentionally. When the ox is not killed, the owner is pater from paying 30 because the Torah wrote, 30 shqam, he shall pay its master and the ox shall be stoned, implying that the two laws are interdependent. Rabba said the same regarding Kofar. Shor Shehemi's Ben-Khorin Shloba Kavana Patma Kofar. If an ox killed a free person unintentionally, he is exempt from paying Kofar. There too, the Torah juxtaposed the two laws teaching that wherever the ox is not killed, the owner does not pay Kofar. So the ball who bought a subscription to Nazikin magazine with some of the Dmei he received finished reading that a shore that kills a slave of Ben-Khorin without Kavana gets to live and his owner is it from paying Shoshim shkalim and Kofar and was engrossed in an article discussing whether damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire, which reminds us that more discusses if damages are paid for unintentionally killing by fire. Dof Mamdolid, so the servant mem Mamdolid is mud, so here goes. The ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, mud, that must be more than mem the ox had rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed, and killed a Jew, which reminds us, the next mission states, If an ox was rubbing itself against a wall, and it collapsed onto a person and killed him, or if an ox intended to kill an animal, a goy, or a non-viable baby, and instead killed a viable Jew, it is putter. There's is whether an ox is liable for unintentional damages when it injures a person. So the ox had rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed, and killed a Jew, and then got so angry that it got all muddy that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally... Killed someone else, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught, that an ox which intended to kill an animal and killed a person is exempt from being stoned. This implies that if it had tended to kill a Jew and killed a different Jew, it is stoned. The Mishnah disagrees with Rabbi Shimon who said, Even if it intended to kill this Jew and instead killed another, it's Pater. Because the Torah said, The ox shall be stoned and the owner shall also die. This juxtaposition teaches as the laws are regarding the owner's death, so are the laws regarding the ox's death. So the ox that rubbed itself against a muddy wall, which then collapsed and killed a Jew, and then got so angry that it got all muddy that it attempted to gore someone to death, but accidentally killed someone else, turned out to be an ownerless ox, which isn't killed, which reminds us there's a malchukas if an onerous ox that kills a Jew is killed. Rav Huna says the Ryud exempted the ox. a feel nagach hiktish, even where it gored, and he subsequently was machtishit nagach ubasov Hifkir, or it gored, and he subsequently was mavkaret. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of ten questions. Number one, which of the one that yisomim are not chayv and And The Gemara brings a how kofra is evaluated according to the value of the nizak or the mazik that's on daf. Mem, good number two. Which he do melchokas regarding a shomer returning an ox after it's condemned to death? That's on daft. Mem, hey, good number three. Which dafti do is whether an onoous ox that kills someone is liable for death? That's on daft. Mem, dal Good number four. Which dafti do is about the level of guarding required for a tam and mu'at? Rabbi Yazar says that the only shmir for a mu'ud is the knife. That's on daft hey, Good number five. Which stuff do we learn of Yoshi Agli Darshan's Naki to teach Naki Mime Vlados? He is absolved from paying for offspring lost when his ox attacked a pregnant woman, that's on duff. Meme's good number six. Which duff do we learn if an ox killed an Evid or Chorin without Kavana? The animal lives and one is not liable for Shoshim Shkollim and Kofer, that's on daf. Mem Gimel. Good number 7 Which Witch-duff to discuss Tzad Tamus Mim Koma Umedis. Does the tam portion of a mood remain in its place in a case of Shmir Pachusa? That's on duff. Lam well, Good number 8 Which Witch-duff to discuss how an ox can become a mu'ud to kill people before being stoned when even a tam is stoned if it kills someone. That's on duff. Mem off. Good number 9 Which Witch-duff the discuss of an ox was rubbing itself against a wall and the wall collapsed onto a person and killed them, the owner of the ox is Patra. That's on duff. Memdar, good. And number 10, which that they want about the four Shomrim who are Nikunus Takasabalim, abalim, that's on daf. Mem Memhe, excellent. That comes today's share. This is everybody, Ram Goldthard from Zuku wishing you a great day and great learning.